Welcome to RevAmp, the revenue amplification podcast powered by DealHub.io. I'm your host, Gideon Thomas, and we will be speaking to some of the most exciting revenue leaders within the community. Asia Corbett, welcome to the RevAmp podcast show. We're absolutely delighted to have you on as a guest here today. For those people who don't already know you, just maybe uh, take a minute to introduce yourself, your role, and a little bit about the company that you work for. Yeah, so I am head of revenue operations at Postal.io. We are an experienced marketing platform um, with a marketplace uh, of gifts, physical gifts, electronic gifts and virtual events and experiences to accelerate your pipeline and delight your prospects and customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds very salesy and that's why I'm not in sales. <laughs> I'm in operations, but um, I had up revenue operations there and I am focused on really supporting our go-to-market team so that they can do what they do best, which is bring in more revenue. Um, I've been there for about a year now, and my background is pretty heavy in operations. I have um, been in roles where I do do a lot of data analysis, so I have that too in, under my belt, but really like bringing this operational process-driven mindset to revenue operations is what I'm all about, and so I'm really excited to be doing that at Postal and sharing that with everyone else. So a couple of things before we get into the nuts and bolts. Uh... From what I understand, and maybe not everybody would know this about you, you're a huge heavy metal uh, fan. Oh my gosh, not, yes. <laughs> and that's not obvious from your uh, LinkedIn profile. What is it that took you into heavy metal? Yeah, so I can take you all the way back to my childhood when I was about 11, and I watched School of Rock with Jack Black. And right. I, was, I was like, I want to be in a band. I want to be in a rock band. I want to play guitar. And from there, I just started listening to music like I got into ACDC and as I kept research or like looking for new bands to listen to it just kept getting heavier and heavier so like I got into Atreyu and then Lamb of God and then more into the underground like death metal scene (laughs) (laughs) um and uh yeah and so just ever since then I've, I've been listening to that it's there's something about the musical element of it it's not the screaming it's not the vocals it's the guitar it's the drums it's the bass and how it's kind of all comes together and it can be very melodic actually if you've mm-hmm. never listened to death metal so um i yeah i've been listening to it for like probably 15 years that's awesome i have no idea what the segue is from death metal into revenue operations <laughs> Not that smart, but somehow we'll find a way maybe by the end of the uh, the podcast we'll know exactly uh, what the common we'll back or the pattern is <laughs> So tell me, uh, over at Postal.io, you've probably faced a new a few challenges in your kind of go-to-market operations. Maybe let's start at the beginning and understand a little bit about who the prerequisites of, of who a good revenue operations person is. I know that when we spoke uh, previously, you kind of hit me with this curveball of it's not what you think it is. What, what, is, the, what is the preconception and then what is your take on that? Yeah, so I think there is this idea that if you're if you want to go into revenue revenue operations and be successful, you need to have a very strong technical background. If you look at job um, recs postings, 
you see SQL must know SQL must know must have experience with Tableau and must have like six years of Salesforce experience all of these technical requirements and I do not believe that's true one because I do not I've never used Tableau not that I couldn't learn it but I've you don't need it to be a successful helpful supportive revenue operations person um, what you do need is flexibility, adaptability. You need to be able to learn quickly. And the process and project management skills, I think are very undervalued. They're, they're not highlighted in these, in these areas. It's like, oh, do you know how to do SQL and do a, a data analysis on this, on our data set? It's important. Don't get me wrong. I think that you should be able to at least understand how to get that information um, if you can't actually do it yourself. Um, but those to me are less important skills than being able to design a project because guess what? Building something in your CRM is a project. And so you're gonna need to know how to start it, wh where to communicate milestones, how to put together business requirements and technical requirements. And then if you have to build it, you can build it or you can give those to somebody else and they can build it, but that's really important. Um, so I'm yeah, gonna, that's- I'm gonna jump in with a question there. Is there a difference uh -huh. in, your, in your mind between project management versus process management? How would you, uh, how would you differentiate? Um, I think they're very similar. Uh, mm -hmm. I think project, when you think about project, it kind of has a start and an end date and process is ongoing, mm -hmm. right? Like a you're in, I talk about this a lot because it's the first one that comes to mind and it's the easiest one. There's <laughs> like inbound, your inbound lead routing process. That doesn't have a start and stop. They are always gonna get in leads. They're always gonna come in, need to be scored and then assigned and then worked and then they go into the funnel. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if you have a project like, let's build our lead routing system that has right. a start date, you choose, you. You have your process, you design um, what the automation looks like or whatever tool you're gonna use, then that's, that's it, that's the end. But the process still goes. So the, in my mind, those are how, those are different. Uh, but you have to be able to do both. And they're very similar. You have to be able to I, think about something from conception. I'm gonna, play it, I'm gonna play it back to you or bounce it back to you. So when I yeah. think about process management in relation to your role, which is revenue operations, process mm -hmm. management is the idea there that revenue is never a finished or complete state like you're always trying to achieve generate execute revenue yep. uh, right so therefore the process yeah. is always always ongoing because there's always like a flywheel of learning optimized feedback so the yeah. process never yeah. ends but yeah. the projects are milestones within the process where you set things up you get them to work you connect them to other things so for me from yeah. what you've said the process is the umbrella and uh and maybe project management are the pillars or the columns of individual things that keep the roof on that house uh, yes i like that actually i like that the, the projects and the milestones under in the process within the process that's a very good way to look at it so being that process management is really important to you from from everything that you've said uh, already then then what's the difference between kind of being good at that or excelling at that and maybe where does that relate to the wider objectives of the company Um, I'm not sure 
Could you so, so for example, ah, so, for, so for example, you're managing your processes within the uh, the realm or domain of revenue operations, but maybe you're uh -huh. speaking to a team who are not in RevOps. Maybe it's I don't know the CFO or the uh -huh. legal team or yeah. the VP of sales who mm -hmm. has their own agenda, KPIs, you know, tasks to take care of. Yeah. What does that handshake or that relationship look like for you? How do you oil that? How do you how do you get yes. it all to work together for one common purpose? Right. Yeah. So that's important. And one of the most basic things that you could do is set up time to meet with these people mm -hmm. because you have to communicate with them. And sometimes Slack is not enough. And I know we're in this sort of hybrid state and we're on Zoom a lot, but if you, you have to like actually talk to people face to face, whether you get to be in an office or not, because Slack can be misinterpreted um, when people are really fast and they're typing and they, or they can ignore their Slack. So setting up some time on a cadence to have a sync with the different departments that revenue operations touch, mm -hmm. I, uh, which is something I do. Um, and bringing projects from other areas, other functional areas to the person and say, hey, um, we have this project and it actually touches your area this is how it's going to impact you is there anything else that we need to consider how else do you want to be involved mm -hmm. um like bringing that just that communication piece and i could go back to this like sort of lead routing inbound process uh, that we were talking about earlier where what's happened before is two different teams using the same data set, they're using our leads, and they're reporting on different definitions of what like an SQL is, for example. Mm -hmm. So they're working in their, in their groups and you know, revenue operations is here, new in, getting set up with everything and both sides are like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with our system. Because mm -hmm. look at this report I have, it says one thing and this report I have says another thing. It's the same data. It's actually the same report. There are just different filters on it. So technically, nothing is wrong with the system and nothing is incorrect like in the report. It's just that these two teams were literally not using the same definition of this metric. That is right. a very important metric that bubbles up to the executive team. Um, so we all get together on a Zoom. And we're like, okay, here's how this person has been reporting and on this, and this is why. Here's how this person has been reporting on this, and this is why. Do, do you want to change the definition? Do we want to use that definition? Do we want to use this one? And so it took, you know, like 30, 45, an hour of talking and discussion. You walk away with, all right, we're going to use this way to report on it. So now, <clears throat> if you want to go and make your own report, just know you should use the filters so that you get this result. Otherwise, you may have something different. Mm -hmm. That's like a very overly simplified version uh, example. <laughs> very cool. And then uh, another thought that you shared with me was the uh, the perception, or the or maybe even the misconception that RevOps are kind of order takers and administrative people. You probably said it in a better way than that, but but something to that feeling or effect. How do you see the role of the RevOps uh, team uh, and leaders within the company? Yeah, so 
I think there is this misconception that RevOps, you're either a support team, let's just give you a ticket, can you just fix this bug, or you're just a system admin, can you build me something in Salesforce, can you automate this? And while that those are components of the job, and you, if you're one person, definitely, if you're a team of one, you should probably understand those things. Um, but it's not all that revenue operations is. Mm-hmm. If we go back to like, okay, that process thing, who would have caught that? They're, the team's still doing their own thing in their, their silos, and then they come up to the, the C-level, and they're like, okay, I have this report, I have this report, all of the board numbers are wrong, what's wrong with our system? Uh, but then you have, instead of that happening, you have this person who's like, let's get together, let's define it, let's write it down, let's put mm-hmm. it somewhere where we can reference it later in case we forget, because we're really busy people and we have a lot going on, and we can forget things, which is okay. But now we have a document to reference because someone thought like, hey, we need to document this. We need to document what happens when we need to do a mass data update because there are a lot of steps involved and you need, (laughs) there are some data points that you need and there's a certain timeframe that you need to get that done in. Um, So let's have that process also documented. Mm -hmm. Um, And so revenue operations practitioners and leaders are not just system admins. We're not just, let's fix this bug. We actually can be more prescriptive um, in our work and for the team if people change their idea about what it is a little bit. Mm -hmm. How do you see that role evolving maybe over the next 12 months? Because it is, in the bigger scheme of things, it still is uh, a newer role. Yeah. Uh, Hope hope you don't kind of feel offended by me saying that but still it is Mm -hmm. ratio wise i can say there's less revenue operations people than there is sales operations uh you know if you were to search linkedin uh right now that that would be true so i'll say that it is perhaps a newer role i'd say that the definition and the scope of the role Mm -hmm. is still being defined explored expanded how do you see that expanding or evolving over the next 12 months what does that look like in your mind yeah so i think that this revenue operations sort of popped up this last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've noticed, we've been in this pandemic state and at home and on LinkedIn more. So I'm seeing like a lot more content around this, right? right. And uh, it's seemingly a lot of sales ops rebranded as rev ops. So I think that's the first thing is People want to get on the RevOps sort of, I think bandwagon is maybe not an appropriate word, like revolution, maybe Mm. do something. um, And so they put these, these postings out there and it's okay, we want a RevOps person, but what they're really looking for is a sales ops person. So I think over the next 12 months, we're going to see hopefully a little bit more of a decoupling of those things. Because if you truly, if you want to have a RevOps person, then that person is going to be focused on not just one functional area. It's going to be the the whole revenue engine. It's going to be marketing, sales, customer success, maybe probably product as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think we'll start to see a a divergence of those things a little bit more because sales ops is important. All of Mm -hmm. those different functional pieces are important, but... uh, 
RevOps sitting at the top can sort of align. He's one of <laughs> one of these buzzwords in the community these days to align all of those groups together to like under the same goal, which is support the revenue teams and the, what what they do to bring in more revenue. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. And the RevOps person is probably going to be more of a leader in a leadership role of over those functional groups. Okay. Now, if you're a small company, obviously, like I'm one person, you can't, I can't have a team of an individual sales ops and marketing ops and CS ops person. So I have to do all of those things in, in for me. But yeah. hopefully as companies start to see the value, as we can start to show what revenue operations is, why it's different from just like these technical pieces, companies will understand that and they'll say, okay, we actually need to have a team. So we need three people. RevOps needs to be a department. Well, we're not gonna hire just one person at a time. We're gonna say, okay, here's this person, go build your team, similar to sales or marketing. I guess as the team builds out, the shift will be <coughs> in parallel, moving from tactical tasks to strategic thinking, right? There'll be more mm -hmm. capacity for that when there's, exactly. there's more hands in the kitchen. Um, exactly. It's very mentally taxing to switch back and forth between those two things. In the same day. Sometimes, yes. in, the same, sometimes in the same meeting. Yes. Like from <laughs> personal experience and... Uh, <laughs> It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of focus and like organization to keep things moving, I would say. But it, it's like mentally switching from like the tactical stuff to the strategic thinking, the high level thinking is a lot. It takes a lot. So I'm optimistic that organizations will realize that revenue operations can be both tactical and strategic when you have a team. Mm -hmm. um, and the value of that. So, 12 I'll months is not that... far away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess, you know, when, when we kind of pull it back to the GTM theme that you started with there is it's hard to be super strategic when you go into market. You're doing a lot of testing, execution, mm -hmm. build, building, and, and being strategic is somewhat of a luxury unless you have enough data to really have a deep level of reflection and insights. Like at some point you're, you're creating the data by going to market, then you do that for long enough, you can probably look backwards and say, this is what we've learned. Well, to, what, do you say, what do you think about that? I think there's a, some truth to that, but I think that you still have to, like, a strategy is a plan. Mm -hmm. So even if you're, you can have a plan, you take that plan, you go. Something has to change all right, we're back to the drawing board or like iterate a little bit and use maybe as sort of an, to use an agile framework or um, analogy. You can iterate on your plan, but you still have to have one. You still have to know what your goal is. And so in that sense, I think you're still going to be doing strategy. You can't just go and do stuff. Like you have to know what you're doing the stuff for. You want to go to market? What is, what is the goal of that? First, go to market motion acquire 100 customers okay great how are we going to do that mm -hmm. a b c okay great now we go do it we get our data like we were going and we're doing it a b c is the steps and then we have multiple steps under that those are all the tactical things gathering the data then you come back and do a post-mortem and say okay all right what 
what ha- what was successful what can we do differently or what can we do better do we still want to do this we still have the same goal or not uh, so I think that's how strategy and tactic tactics work together but I don't think that just because you're small or young or don't have enough young in company ages years um, that you shouldn't do strategy or that you would not be doing strategy you will and maybe you just don't think of it because it's, a, it's another one of those things where you're like oh yeah strategy is like a long-term sort of thing it's uh <clears throat> it's, we can't focus on it right now is there such a thing as agile strategy in your mind I think so. I think so. I think that strategy is just, you know what your goal is. How are you going to accomplish that goal? Like as as a very, at a high level. And then you think, okay, my goal is to acquire 100 customers next month. How are we going to do that? We need to hire one salesperson. We need to hire, we need to have a place to intake all of the data. We need to make sure our product is ready. So those are the three things. And then everything else that you do should align to those things. And then if something that you're doing that you think, okay, I think this is going to be important. This is going to help us get one of those three or top um, objectives to get to that goal. If -hmm. something happens where you have to change really quickly, okay, you can do that. All right, everybody, we actually need to rethink this piece. Let's do it, decide, and then get back to it. Very cool. So Asia, um, to summarize, what is the key takeaway that you want to, to leave with us in terms of go-to-market operations and, and how to get it right from a RevOps point of view? I think you shared a lot of good uh, insights there, but what's the, uh, the core uh, golden nugget you want to, to leave us with? Start early. Start early and don't be afraid to start early um, with the RevOps organization person. It can mm-hmm. be one person bring on a generalist um, and focus on taking a catalog or inventory of your go-to-market processes. Then look at your systems, how they're designed to support those processes. And then how are those supporting the people? And then if you have some gaps, um, start to iterate, start to so to say, hey, here's a proposed solution. Let's get everyone together. Let's agree on it. And then let's go execute. And then constantly change if we need to. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Asia, thank you so much for being uh, an awesome guest here on the uh, Revamp Podcast Show. I'll encourage anybody that listens to this who has more questions for, uh, for you specifically just to reach out on LinkedIn and, and feel free to, uh, to ask you and to learn from you and your experience set. And we look forward to, uh, to staying in touch and, and seeing the continued journey of Postal.io and, of course, yourself uh, over the next 12 months and, and seeing how you guys grow as a, as a team together. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me.